0: Listening to show up stand out an online visibility show where we discuss how you can become more visible using social media and beyond attract your perfect clients and create more free time in your business and in your life so your dreams can finally become your reality strategies mindset interviews opportunities and lots and lots of actionable tips brought to you by your go-to online visibility strategist and your host Juliet Stapleton. Hello and welcome to Show Up, Stand Out, online visibility series for entrepreneurs. I'm your host. My name is Juliet Stapleton. I'm known as the queen of visibility and today is one of the interviews. Uh, it is the first interview of 2020. So it's a very, very special episode. Tune in. I want to introduce you today to someone very special, special in uh, my own visibility journey and, and special person in general in terms of what he's achieved. Let me introduce you to Micha Matlievsky, known as the fail coach. Hi, Micha. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Juliet. It's, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: I am so excited because you have an extraordinary story, and there is a there is a real story uh, behind the name that the title that you're using, Fail Coach. Because a lot of people can say, "What, "What is that? What do you mean?" You know, but. If you don't mind, maybe we'll start with that story and then we will talk about a lot of things. And guys, we're going to talk about foundations. We're going to talk about, because Miko is a sales coach, and we're going to talk about things that important things that you might not be focusing enough in your business at the moment. And we'll we'll try and help you. But before that, let's, let's hear that. So what happened to you? How did you become a fail coach?
1: Um, well, I mean, every every time when somebody tells me, "Oh, your story is so amazing," I always invite them that they can try it on their own as well if they want to. It's very easy. You just have to lose a whole lot of money, end up a whole lot of in debt, and then try to survive and bounce back. So it's it's really not that hard. <laughs> um, that's the easy part of the story. Uh, it's but the scariest,
0: yeah. <laughs> scariest one, like you know. Um,
1: very very super quickly so I I dropped out of high school when I was 17 uh, and started my entrepreneurial journey we had a small family business at home and so that's where I started Um, everything was super great until when I was 23 my father was suddenly diagnosed with cancer and died three weeks later and I had no training on how to run a company Uh, I took over the company as the only child. My mom was working in the bank. I mean, I'm really rushing through the story. So, um, you know, just go back to whatever you want later on. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, things didn't go as planned, but thankfully, I was lucky. Some people helped me. They invested a little bit in the company. They saw something in me and things started to pick up, but I lost the majority share in that family business. And once things picked up, i got a whole lot of ideas again. And I didn't want to do them under that company because, you know, I don't have the majority. So I started opening other companies while I was doing that uh things were going really well uh and i thought that it's because i'm that good but unfortunately uh it wasn't that it was that in europe the whole economy back in 2006 7 8 was booming uh before that crash in 2009 and you know, my, all my companies were basically like that first house from the three little pig story, uh, the one made of straw. And so when the first wind blew of, of the crisis, um, it was just a domino effect. Uh, one of my companies was in a huge, huge real estate deal. Uh, I was the investor. Uh, and uh, because of how huge that whole thing was, um, and all my other companies, all my other assets were co-signed under that loan from the bank, Uh, when that one went down, everything went down. So um, I got the call on Monday 7th, uh, 2009 in December um, from the bank and next day on Tuesday, uh, everything was uh, empty. Um, I ended up not being able to pay paychecks, suppliers in my other companies and so on. And so instead of owing to just one bank, I ended up uh, almost repaying that bank, but ended up owing what felt like half of the country. Um, so, yeah, I ended up with five million U.S. dollars in personal debt. I, I have everything calculated in, in the U.S. dollars because, you know, my audience is mostly there. Um but yeah it was in euros but uh, that would be the us amount um at first i didn't really understood what happened to me but then you know week after week as as i wasn't able to solve anything um it slowly came to me like oh i'm not going to solve this and uh, the phone calls became uh, worse and worse and worse uh, to the point where, after a few weeks, they were more like mafia calls when when my debtors called me, and all of that put me in huge depression, anxiety twenty four seven uh stress uh, darkness um, no you know I felt like oh, I used a good portion of the life, and from now on it 's just this and and so weeks went by, months went by, you know um you don't see any future you you stop having goals and dreams and suddenly life stops having much meaning and so uh after quite a few almost close to attempts uh there was this one evening uh where i was really like 10 seconds away from committing suicide i was already on the balcony on the other side just holding myself with one hand um and it was at that moment where I realized, I mean, I said something out loud, but I don't want to use the F word on your show. Um, But I I guess people can get it. Um, When I realized that nobody's at fault for what happened to me, because up to that moment, I was blaming everything on everybody else or everything else, uh, including the politics and situation and economy and all of that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I finally realized that it was me who made those decisions. I chose those people. I did this. I did that. And as terrible as that felt, it also felt very liberating because I was like, okay, if I do things differently, and if with all those mistakes, I was able to get to the point of having 15 million US in personal network, I can do even bigger. And that was that little ray of light. Uh, It took me a long time of you know the personal development business development i mean it doesn't just happen overnight i i had really a lot to learn and and change and do differently so three and a half years later uh 2014 i created a startup um, used all the lessons from everything before and I was able to a scale that startup from zero to multiple eight figures in monthly revenue in nine and a half months, uh, which is still uh, one of very few startup founders that was able to do so. Um, and the second thing is because I learned about all about laying down the foundations and you know making that brick house instead of the house of, of straw um i was able to walk away basically when i exited um because of the processes and systems in place and so on and uh, yeah um i exited it i was able to repay all the past debts uh went on a long vacation came back was bored didn't know what to do, just went to the first startup incubator. And I said, can I please volunteer uh, to help to help uh, young entrepreneurs? And it felt so good doing that, that, yeah, uh, I kind of fell into the whole coaching thing. Uh, I have to correct you a little bit. I'm not a sales coach, but I've done a lot of sales. Um, I think over over three billion euros in sales uh, personally. Uh, in in all these 23 years. So so I've I've done quite a lot of sales and I do really understand the psychology behind it. Uh, uh, But yeah, it's more like a business leadership coaching with laying down the foundation, helping entrepreneurs exit and scale their businesses. And then I found my other passion, which is helping entrepreneurs who are just starting out. uh, Because most of the time when i'm working with already seasoned entrepreneurs if they plateau if they have a problem it's always because there's something on the basic level something in the foundation and we always have to go back to basics and so i was thinking if i if i help new entrepreneurs lay down all of that from the start they won't need me later and that's that's the thinking behind it um, and yeah when I was thinking, uh, I, I remember I had a few beers with a friend, and we were thinking like, how do we name this thing? And uh, the, I mean, uh, my friend said like, everything you say is like, how important is your relationship with failure to bounce back quickly? How much more failure you will have on your journey to achieve success? Um, and and how? Everything you learned came from all the failures that happened to you and and you wouldn't be who you are if there weren't these failures. Why wouldn't you just be the fail coach? And, And I really loved it. And that's how the whole thing started quite a few years ago.
0: I think it's wonderful and it really is, first of all, it really fits what you do because um, I know we've had conversations before as well and, and you are a natural born mentor and you intuitively know what to say, how to say and, and you help with the breakthroughs and I know that we had a chat once and I've had probably for two weeks I had breakthroughs after that every day I was thinking about what you said and, and that caused something else. There's a couple of things that you mentioned Thank in you. your stories. you were very welcome a couple of things that you mentioned in your story and I want to kind of highlight them because I think that a lot of people are falling into um, similar traps is when things are not working out or they take longer than they expect because everybody wants success overnight but it never happens everybody wants to do just easy things but you know in order for you to for change to happen you have to do things that are uncomfortable and you know they're going to be hard things but you mentioned that you were blaming everyone and everything else and not taking responsibility for yourself and i think that this is something that um happens to a lot of people and a bigger harm moment and for me as well i think and i understand uh, now listening to your story and 5 million in, in personal debt and we also in my family experienced uh, this crash, uh, economic crash in 2009 and but we only had about 200,000 dead and <laughs> that seemed like the end of the world like falling into the bottomless pit but everything is in comparison it's, it's, it's nothing it's but like yeah Juliette it's, it
1: it's, it's, it's not about the numbers this is like I, I always have to tell the numbers if I want to tell the story and those numbers get you, you know, on on uh, podcast and so on super quickly. But like I said, I invite anybody to, you know, go through my story. Um, I, I will gladly, you know, um, um, help them if they want to lose a lot of money. I know how to do that still. Uh, but, but the thing is, it's not about the numbers and it might not even be a business failure. It can be something else. The thing is, well... How we understand, why we say something is a failure is we set goals. Goals that have some high positive emotions if we achieve them. Whether that's, you know, relationship goals uh, or businesses, you know, like it's not about the business itself. It's what it it will enable you, you know. I'll be able to support my children and we'll be able to travel and do this and do that. And so there's this huge positive emotion attached to it. And then when you don't achieve it um, you get into huge negative emotions and it's really you need to eliminate emotions because basically you just have to go with logic back to the process that you were doing leading towards that goal and every time you will see that your steps were not aligned with the goal that you set so maybe you know it was too big of a goal and you know when you say Everybody wants to make money fast and so on. I mean, yes, it's possible, it's not impossible. Every now and then somebody wins the lottery as well. And you know, the more leverages you have, the more you can speed up your whole business development process. So if you have a lot of leverages, I had one client, a guy who used to work for JP Morgan Chase Bank for 30 something years, and he was then creating some something out of this, his experience. He had everything, you know? Uh, who's the audience, uh, uh, what they need, how they need it, where they are, like all of the steps in the business development, he knew answers like this. And so, of course, he was able to scale uh, or grow to, um, I think, uh, uh, double double six-digit numbers in just the first month. But he had so many leverages. And most most of the time online, Nobody tells you about those leverages, you know? It's like, oh, I made six figures in three months, but tell us the whole story. Nobody tells you the whole story. Maybe I I have a friend who's an influencer, you know? I don't know, on Instagram, and that friend will uh, text out to people for me. Uh, But if you don't have that same influencer with that same audience, you can do same business, um and you can't you can't achieve the same numbers. I, I know that my scaling in my last startup was insane, but I was leveraging on fifteen years of deep, deep, deep connections with all the people who kind of aligned in that business model and It was fifteen years of of me giving and never asking for favors and and so on to that. Group of people to those to some of those CEOs that were then our clients that enabled me to to grow that fast because they had deep trust in me that I know what I do and how I do it. And uh, and they were almost like giving me a signed blind paper you you don't get that too often you know but uh, so i can give a blueprint to that business to somebody and who knows maybe they won't even make six figures in the first year
0: that is so true and um but but you know when when we are saying this, which is absolutely fair, uh, there's too many high reels like showcase how I I'm so successful and and you know I I do that too to an extent you know I would I would tell people this is what visibility did to me and you know I give them the best points because this, um, we are talking about the benefits and of course there's a process and and yes there is pushing uh, through resistances yes there's uh, trying to take let go of your expectations you know because when we were discussing this show and I said to you what topics can we discussed and you said set a goal and then let go and then focus on the process and you just mentioned about letting go of that emotional connection you know probably expectation of this happening too fast or and and focusing and analyzing um what you're actually doing how is it aligned with you it's it's kind of complicated and and you're right people are not necessarily taught to do that but the other uh, way of looking at it is that when you're coming online and you're looking for information there's just so much information um in real life we are not exposed to in uh, to so much information in one area that we're looking for because you know we're not walking out on the street and say i'm looking for marketing advice or sales advice and then everybody's talking about sales and marketing and you know it's not like that at all I have to make an effort so we have to understand how the online world works one question I have for you for example somebody's listening to us now and, and they're saying okay Micha fair enough you know you were saying that um you know you built this business but you leveraged you had leverage you had things you had conditions and people and relationships that you've nurtured that helped you do that but what if I don't have that I don't have yet the, you know, nothing to, I I feel like I don't have it. How would they approach it or what? I mean,
1: yeah, the first thing often we don't see the leverages. So, um, when, when people jump on a call with me and I start asking them questions, usually we quickly discover some leverages. It's almost impossible for somebody to have zero leverages, but it does happen. It it does happen. um, um, or they have all the wrong leverages for whatever they want to do. But then they have to realize that it will take them a bit longer. Or much longer I mean I had no leverages or almost no leverages when I started my online journey you know somebody from Slovenia a small country in Eastern Europe nobody has heard of I've never been on you know Y combinator or something like that um, I, I just did my thing and, and exited it um, and uh, you know nobody knew me nobody knew who I was uh, about my story so it took me quite some time before I was able to start getting it out and so on. Yes, thankfully I had that story, but, you know, I mean, on the other hand, it took me 10 years to really, uh, or a bit less, to really bounce back. So, you know, um, I, I, I'm entitled to a little bit of leveraging it. Uh, but, but the thing is, um, yes, I, I, like I have students who just finished university, But then they need to be aware that maybe they will need to, I don't know, find a job, something easy so that it doesn't drain them completely and then start building on on your business as a a side uh, side job, Um, you know, because they need to gather some experience. They need to go to a few meetups. They need to start creating a little bit of network. So if you don't have the leverages, it's not undoable. Everybody starts, you know, as a beginner. Nobody was just thrown in with all the leverages, here they are, Uh, but then you build them through time. And if you have some guidance and support from the right people or the right mentors, you know, to do things that are in the right order uh, and so on, uh, you can speed up even that as well. So that can be one leverage as well.
0: That is so true. And online, it's easier to gain, say, networking, meeting people. It's actually easy. You have your Facebook, have a Facebook profile. You've seen somebody, you've discovered someone send them a friend request, you know, engage in their content, do it from the heart, you know, but you can build relationships. I started my whole visibility journey with, I think the biggest catalysis for my success was the shows that I started. My easy chats, I did them twice a week. I didn't know anybody. I remember my very first interview, um, uh, The guy that I was um, interviewing, he was kind of like a big... online he had a big online presence he was from he he lived in Australia he was from Africa I think originally and he was like so engaging on video and I said I want you on my show you have the energy you have everything and he said why me he didn't couldn't even understand why am I choosing him for my for show sometimes you don't know how other everybody's looking for visibility you can start something like this and that's the way for you to connect to people then after a while I was shocked how some people who I never thought would agree to be on my show were happy to come and talk to me and spend their time with me you know so online gave me personally a freedom because I live for the last 20 years or 15 years I live in a, in a little small place in the middle of nowhere in Ireland and I'm so stuck I'm like a city capital city girl <laughs> and I'm so stuck and I don't have access to people who would share my way of thinking here at all so online was that window and you no matter where you are now no matter how you think you're limited in your opportunities and people around you and you know the location you're in online is it really is your oyster you can do whatever you want and you can then create connection and leverage whatever you want and create those networks as you were saying and this is the next one it's uh, talking about networking. I think for many people, it's very scary. They say, you know, I'm, a, I'm such a private person. You know, I don't know how to talk to strangers. And, but it really is truly a foundation of, of any sort of business. What is your take well, on this?
1: Well, I mean, you have to overcome that or you need to find and partner with somebody. I mean, I had people um, who I coached in the past who couldn't overcome that. But then my suggestion was, can you either hire somebody? Maybe you have some money and you can hire somebody to do the talking for you. If you don't have the money, you know, you can always try to figure out if you can find somebody who can share your vision and mission and so on. And maybe you can start a partnership together. I have one lady here from from actually from Serbia um, and she's doing LinkedIn organic marketing. Um, she's very successful, just one year in the business, and she already bought like three or four apartments from from it, um, and she employs 15 people, but her English was terrible, and her communication skills weren't really that good, but she's amazing at the operations part, and she partnered with a younger lady who studied in the U.S., And she is now kind of the the voice of the company. She does most of the sales calls and so on. And this other lady, she does the operational part and and, and the management and all of that. And they are an amazing team. Yes, they share everything 50-50, but, you know, it's better to have 50 out of something than 100 out of nothing.
0: Yeah, I suppose that if your business is that something that you can do just behind the scenes and you're not really working face to face with people, that's one of the way um, to do it. Uh, for me personally, I do not speak to strangers in real life. You know, I'm a very private person, you know, but I found that it really was empowering to overcome um, the fear of talking to strangers and just letting the conversation happen, whether it's going to happen or not going to happen, whether it's going to flow or it's going to get stuck. And sometimes there are clashes, there are real clashes of personalities in these private conversations. Very rarely, but it happens. But yeah. I think that embracing this, because uh, the enrichment that you know, how my life was enriched, I think, from meeting people like yourself, you know, is um, it's amazing that and that would be, would have never happened if I still was afraid to reach out to someone and say, hey, how are you doing? And yeah. what's, you know, what's happening and finding- yeah. the- I mean,
1: the, the the thing is that the, the journey of entrepreneurship is full of things that um, you love and, and you already know how to do it, but also full of things that you are doing for the first time and might not feel comfortable. And now how will you bridge those gaps that's up to you. How resourceful you are, you can always, like I said, partner, JV, this, that. Uh, but if you don't want to go that route, then you have to overcome them. It's just, it, it doesn't work any other way. Uh, building a company is a very simple step-by-step procedure, and I think if if computers could do it, um, it would it would always be success. Uh, the problem is always mostly in us, not so much in the business, uh, because the steps how to build a company is like gravity you can't defy it you know it starts with finding the product market fit validating product market fit and then you go and develop client journey and content marketing and so on then you prepare the foundations for the scaling for the growth i mean it's it's really a step-by-step procedure um but the thing is that Yeah, our inner demons are most of the time the things that are standing on our way. And for somebody, it might be fear of failure. For somebody, it might be imposter syndrome, procrastination, um, you know, uh, lack of confidence, um, being uh, an introvert, and, and so on. So there's plenty of those demons. The most common one, I think, is the fear of failure, but there's plenty of others and the only way how you can win those demons is if you fight against them every single day and they don't go away but you become stronger and stronger and stronger and so it's easier and easier and easier to show up and to do what you have to do but at the end of the day you have to remember that respect everyone but wait for no one it's your life your dream your goal and if you really want it then you will find a way Uh, Is it easy? No. Is it everything going to work out on the first try? No. Even the best possible business coaches out there can't really tell you for every step what to do because there's always some testing and trying. The most they can do is tell you what you should test. But then you need to test, you need to measure, you need to then gather that data, reflect, see, Uh, what's working what's not test some more and so on and pivot and 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 so on so um yeah um you there are certain things that you have to overcome now how you overcome that that's a different thing if you don't know english you can learn english or you can employ somebody who speaks english or you can partner with somebody and so on um or maybe you can create a joint venture with a company from I don't know, the U.S. that's already serving that market, but not offering what you can offer and and so on. So there's plenty of ways how you can overcome it, but it's up to you, the entrepreneur, to find a way uh, and uh, not make excuses.
0: I love this. Um, I I have all the demons that you mentioned. I fight them every day and we all have them yeah it's like i think that's the most i i I think that if you're an entrepreneur if you say i want to build my own business you have to be a growth hacker you have to be uh, someone who is prepared to address every one of those demons and as you said they don't go away it's not an end process it's just it becomes easier and some one day it'll become so easy that you just completely ignore it it's never going to bother you but it takes time it's like learning yes. a language or, you know, going yes. to the gym to get a perfect body. It's going to take time and dedication. And that the, we were just talking uh, yesterday about this, what you put in, that's the result that you're going to get. We can give you all the um, exercises. We can give you all the strategies, but it's up to you to actually face. And as you said, strategies are simple. It's like a to B, one, two, three steps, you know, everything is yeah. so simple, but are you, how, how are you going to, what are you going to put into it? So I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Miha, because I think that there's a lot of very important points that we, we touched on here for somebody to uh, follow you and be more, you know, get more view in their world and more guidance and more mentoring. Where do they go?
1: Well, the easiest, I, I share most of the content really on my facebook personal profile or on my linkedin personal profile they can just follow me there or add me there Uh, but if they want to get to know me and meet me in person or as in person as it gets um, every week once or twice because i love giving back to the entrepreneurial community Uh, and you know in the beginning when i did an interview i remember i did one interview for a big podcast and I think for the next three days, I was on Facebook Messenger like 10 hours every day, and that, that's not sustainable. So I need to be mindful of my time. But every week, twice or three times, I open up my Zoom client and people can just jump in. We brainstorm, we talk, we get to know each other. Um, so, you know, and it's their specific questions in a safe environment nothing is recorded they can ask whatever they want specific questions specific answers uh so if they want to do that the easiest way is just to um, type in your browser framework for freedom dot me and it takes them into my chatbot and because you know every week depending on my schedule i, I schedule them differently and that's where uh, people get notified about my upcoming. Uh, Um, brainstorming sessions or pick my brain sessions or whatever you want to call them.
0: That is such a generous uh, way of giving back, and we will have the link to um, that, the link you mentioned in the in the show notes. If you're w- listening to this uh, as a podcast, or in the description to the video, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, Micha, thank you so much. Uh, I just want to actually say, guys, just just a very very quickly, I'm very. I said Micha is very special, you know, in my journey, uh, because uh, absolutely without me really knowing it, um, Micha was, took part in my one of my live video challenges um, in 2017. I started in the beginning of 2017. I think it was November when I ran that challenge. Now at this stage, this challenge has become like an ongoing big challenge that people identify me with. But um, I didn't even know, but now Mikha is one of the first people and there's only a bunch of people in the world who live stream on LinkedIn. And he's one of the people who were granted live stream access. So if you are on LinkedIn, check out his interviews. Uh, They're very, very entertaining. But it's something that I feel so happy to be part of. And the fact, because if you listened to this um, interview, you can see there's so much really, really hard Focused sort of advice that Mika is giving. You know don't make excuses. I know everybody's saying that, but you need to listen to the stories and listen to how um, these things not making an excuse that that whatever your failure happened, whatever happened to you, it's somebody else's fault. It, it doesn't matter whose fault it is, take responsibility for from now on and do something about it, right? It's all it's those are real, real um, advice from the heart. And so this is where I'm happy that you know I could contribute a tiny bit in Micha spreading the word through video, and he's a lovely guy. You can see that if you're watching and so there is a great (laughs) energy there is a great energy that's very comforting so Mika thank you so much again for being my lovely guest today and thank
1: you for having me it was a pleasure pleasure.
0: it was a pleasure so guys we will see you on another episode of show up stand out get in touch with Mika if you have any questions pop them in the comments and we will get back to you see you all later and stay visible bye Thank you for listening to Show Up Stand Out with me, your host and your online visibility strategist, Juliet Stapleton. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you are ready to be more visible and create an impact, check out julietstapleton.com to see how I can support you on this journey and help you show up fearlessly and with ease.